really important to be really passionate about the audience you're serving mm -hmm. because the product can be great and your team can be great but if you're not passionate about your audience it just won't work hello and welcome back to indie bites the podcast where i speak to fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less in this episode, I'm joined by Mike Sass, who is the founder of Upvotee, an instant feedback software which has recently hit 17k MRR. Mike also runs the SaaS Pirates community, where he talks about running a SaaS company. Previously, he scaled Vindi, an online marketplace for home development, to 1 million ARR in five years. In this episode, we're going to be discussing how exactly he built up Voti to 17k MRR, how to come up with an idea and then validate it, and then how you can take advantage of opportunities. A big thank you to my friend Charlie from Weekend Club for coming back as the sponsor for this episode. If you'd listened to the show before, you would have heard me talk about how much I love this community. If it wasn't for Weekend Club, I wouldn't have launched this podcast and I certainly wouldn't have stayed consistent with it without the constant support and motivation I get from my friends over there. Weekend Club runs work sessions every Saturday in European and US time zones to ship our next feature or work on our newest side project. Weekend Club also has a weekday membership for those who are doing this full time where we have sessions and events throughout the week as well as a super useful Slack group. If you want to join the friendliest accountability community for indie hackers and bootstrappers, head to weekendclub.co and enter the code IndieBytes for 50% off your first month. Mike, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing I'm doing really well, actually. And you? Yeah, very good. Let's start off with talking a little bit about Upvotee. How long ago did you start it and where did the idea come from? I started it three years ago. It basically started when I was working on my previous product. It was called Vindi. It was an online marketplace platform where we were getting more and more customer feedback and, and we were growing users. And we needed a way to easily collect and, and manage all of this feedback. And on top of it, to actually work with it, right? To turn those feedback requests into features for our product. So when I did some research for a tool, I couldn't really find one that was both affordable and was a great fit for our platform. But given the fact that, that our business was was successful but i wasn't fulfilled anymore to be honest because i was a bit done with mainly the market and the audience we were serving with vindi so i was looking for a new opportunity and a new challenge and i always wanted to build a new a SaaS product so this was kind of a no-brainer for me when i spotted the opportunity here for building this user feedback tool and i just basically started working on upvoting that's how it all started yeah and so did, did you just stop Vindi? Did it did fizzle out or is it still running? Did you get acquired? It is still running, but I delegated all of the tasks and it's on my on my agenda to to talk to potential buyers in the same space. How, how, how is that doing in terms of revenue for you, Vindi? Vindi was doing a million dollars a year, but now I scaled back the team and now it's doing like 500,000 ARR. Mm -hmm. So it's perfect for me to to live from and to to fund Upvoti at the same time. This gives me a, a little bit of a long runway. And especially in the beginning, right, when I was starting Upvoti, was doing like a couple of hundred dollars a month in MRR. And at some point it took off and, and now it's doing actually really great MRR revenue. But yeah, it's it's always good to have Vindi on the side. You mentioned that you stopped doing it because it wasn't fulfilling you. You weren't enjoying it. Obviously, when, when we start a business, we want it to give us fulfillment because we're taking on the risk, all that risk of spending a bunch of capital, your time, your effort for it to grow slowly at the start. So it's got to have that trade off of either making you really rich or being very fulfilling and fun and enjoyable for you. Why do you think 
Upvotey is giving you more fulfillment and is it giving you more fulfillment than Vindi? Yeah, so so don't get me wrong. I, I was really in love with our product at Vindi. So I'm a real product guy and we built an amazing CRM system for our, our customers and app. And I was really happy with the team as well. I was enjoying working on the product, but not for the customers basically, because I wasn't passionate enough about solving their problems, I guess. So and that's when I learned when it's really important to be really passionate about the audience you're serving. Mm -hmm. Because the product can be great and your team can be great, but if you're not passionate about your audience, it just won't work, at least not for me. And with Upvoti, I just love the SaaS space. That's where mainly our customers are coming from. And and I work, I love working on a product. So yeah, this is, I feel this is really where I belong right now. Mm -hmm. You can connect to the customers a lot more. You enjoy the community. You can build your own personal brand around some of the customers that would, or potential customers for Upvoti too. So when you decided you wanted to go in and build this SaaS product to build Upvoti, how did you validate that this was an idea worth exploring? And then what did you do to get your first few customers? Yeah, our MVP was pretty pretty basic, I would say. So we basically pull up a landing page with just a sign-up form and an explanation video of what a product would be. And we asked people to sign up if they were interested. And those people were came mainly from my own network at first. I was already highly active on social media. I even had that YouTube channel you just mentioned. And I was active in some SaaS Facebook groups as well. So we didn't start working on a product right away, but only until we had a couple of hundred signups. That's when we basically knew we were onto something. And where did that initial growth come from? Because so many indie hackers are in that space where they've got a product, they may well have validated their idea, but they just don't know where to get those first few customers from. Yeah, we launched a product on several platforms such as Battlelist and Indie Hackers and, and Product Hunt. And we really attracted the first few paying customers from those platforms. And soon after that, we started working on content marketing mm -hmm. and we released a pretty successful ebook as well. But I would say the best growth channel for us by far was our own product. So people would integrate their Upvoti feedback boards and ask their users to submit feedback. And well, the users of our users thought like, hey, what a cool product to collect feedback. And I wanted to use it myself. So, well, you can imagine customers like, like for example, Diagadmin or Supermetrics who are using our mm -hmm. products. Those companies have a lot of customers that are essentially also our potential customers. So when they see such a product like ours in, in that product, they are going to try it out themselves and and they'll stick around. So you've been working on Upvotee for how long? Three years? Three, Three years, years now. Yeah. And you're at 15k MRR. That's that's taken some time to get up to there. You've obviously had Vindi, which has helped with that income, that runway, so you can then build it up. How was it for you personally getting to those milestones, looking to get to the 1K, then the 5K, then the 10K? How long did it take between those? Were there any points where you thought, oh, I'm not sure this is going to work? Or how did you push through to keep going to, to the point you are now? I'm a big believer in, in validation, but the real validation always comes from paying customers. So I immediately decided to charge for the product after we launched our beta and we, we launched publicly just to see if people are willing to spend their money on such a product and if we could help them solve their problems in such a way that, that they were willing to spend money on it basically. And we were fortunate to have some of our customers in the beta mm. phase to already 
sign up for one of our pay plans. So we actually had like 200 or $300 MRR revenue before we launched publicly. So that was great. And after our public launch within, I would say six months, we were already at $1,000 MRR, which is kind of like a milestone in the, in the hackers world. And uh, yeah, for me, that was the real validation that we were onto something with this product. And um, from there, it just grew like crazy, I would say, because we're now at $15 MRR and it's pure organically. Mike, you strike me as someone that takes opportunities and starts to execute on ideas you have. I mean, all you have to do is look at your personal brand, look at your YouTube channel, look at SaaS Pirates, all of the different ideas you have that you execute on. And some people might say you've had a bit of luck in that growth, but I think it's partly to do with your execution. You see opportunities and, and you go for it. What do you think about how you can make your own luck and, and execute on opportunities? I'm actually a big believer that you can create your own luck because the thing is, if you don't go out there with your ideas or you don't meet with the right people, you won't get far. And of course, there are some factors such as where you have been born or something yeah. like that. That's determines some of the luck, but still you have to be the one to do something with it. So that's why I believe you have some influence in, in your own life. Have you got any examples of you doing this for yourself? I have actually a really, really good example because when I was starting Vindi, I, I needed some some sort of funding just to get the CRM up, to have some ads up, to, to acquire some of our customers or early customers. So I was looking for some funding and I was reading an article in a magazine of a, of a guy here in my region and uh, he recently sold his business and it was really just a great article and a great story and I just wanted to meet him for a cup of coffee and I actually drink a lot of cup of coffee, coffees with a lot of people in the space I'm active in so I, I love to get and to meet new people and he agreed and sat down for a coffee I told him about Vindi and he was immediately very interested in, in mm -hmm. just helping me and he actually gave me a loan with zero interest at first just to get wow. me started and this really was the accelerator of the, the early growth and uh, the early success of, of Vindi. And, you know, meeting such people and getting such opportunities is, is essential in your life. But it was me who reached mm -hmm. out to, to him on LinkedIn because of his article. So, Mike, you make a lot of content yourself and someone interesting might see that and reach out to you for the same reason. And on your content, on your personal brand, you've grown that YouTube channel to, to 10,000. You've got SAS Pirates, the community, you've got your Instagram page. Why is it you've invested in your personal brand and created this content? I believe if I'm building my personal brand, will set myself for some kind of success in the long run. Besides the fact that I really love to just share my lessons. So that that's my core purpose of, of sharing all of this content. I, I love making those videos and, and just sharing my story on Instagram. But by building my personal brand, let's say I'm selling up Vodi in a couple of years. Mm -hmm and I will start something new in the SaaS space, I immediately have some kind of audience that can help me amplify it. And besides that, I also really want to be on stage, sh share my story. If I'm not going out there with my personal brand, nobody knows who I am and uh, I will not get those opportunities. So to anyone who is listening and who is building something amazing, just share your progress, share your story because people love to hear it. They get inspired from it. And it will give you a lot of opportunities you wouldn't thought of when you didn't mm -hmm. share it. So, yeah, I would say go um, out there. Mike, you've been doing this for, for a while. You've got all this knowledge, all of these learnings. Are there any 
one or two bits of advice you can give for founders that that they might be able to follow of, of all the things you've learned over the years? Yeah, I would say my biggest lesson is really to to validate your idea mm. and not to start building something from scratch and go all in before really talking to potential customers and, and really understand their problem. And this is something I have learned the hard way because I'm now 15 years in, in my entrepreneurial journey and my first three or four businesses all failed because of that, because I was just investing a lot of money and, and time in, in something I thought was a great idea, but in the end was paying for it and nobody liked the idea I had. So I would say just validate it, go out there. It can be really cheap to just validate your idea. And from there, things will get easier because you will understand your customers, you will understand their problem. And this will flows into everything you do for your business, not only by building the product, but also everything you do marketing related, like the content or the copy on your website. Really understand your audience problems and build something for them that help them solve their problems. Absolutely. And I, I'm just on the YouTube channel looking, at, looking through some of your videos. You've got how to build an MVP with a, a BML framework. What, what's, what's the BML framework? Yeah, that's one of the frameworks from the Lean Startup, one I, I always say the holy Bible of SaaS or of business in general. But it stands for for build, measure and learn. And it's something that we we apply in in building up Fodi actually. So we build something, we measure the outcome and we learn from the outcome. And then we were refining the uh, feature we're building or the product we're building really by listening to our users, obviously by using our own product to, to get some feedback. And this process of the BML method really helps us to build good things that will contribute to our customer success. And eventually uh, this will make them happier in using our product. Build, measure, learn. Well, uh, your YouTube channel is packed with goodness. I'll make sure I'll leave a link in the show notes to that. We end every episode on three recommendations, uh, a book, an indie hacker, and a podcast that you listen to. Um, so for a book, it's probably in a common starting up because it really helped me with almost all of, I would say, struggles and questions I had when I started my first SaaS business a couple of years ago. A favorite indie hacker would be, well, is by far Harvard Call because yeah. I, I love what he's doing on Twitter and with his podcast and how he writes and publishes his books. And for podcasts, well, obviously Indie Bytes. I, <laughs> I listen to really almost every episode, especially during my runs. And besides Indie Bytes, I love listening to NPR's How I Build It, oh, which best. is from another planet. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate it. And I hope you catch you soon. Great. Great talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Indie Bytes. I hope you found the chat with Mike useful and entertaining. As always, links, transcripts and show notes can be found at bytes.fm. Now, I've never actually talked about this on the show, but if you were interested in sponsoring the podcast, I've got a few slots left towards the end of the year at $120 a slot, which you can book at sponsor.bytes.fm. Join the likes of Weekend Club, Fathom Analytics, Veed, Illo, and more as sponsors of the show. Finally, before you go, I'd love for you to check out my Indie Feast membership, which at the moment is undergoing a revamp so I can bring you more value from it. At the moment, it's £4 a month, but I'm planning to increase this when I launch a new membership so grab it while it's at this price this is really helping me fulfill my dreams of going full-time on this podcast so any support is greatly appreciated but that's all from me see you next week